Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Key. Welcome to the next episode of I Am Who I Am, Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. Alright, hello everybody. Today we are talking about breaking generational curses. This situation in particular, or this topic came to me because of a few things. And one of those was a conversation that I had with someone. And this actually, I talked about it in the last episode, but I really didn't disclose too much of the information. So this was one of them. This person, they told me, Kiera, I don't want you to be like me. I don't want you to end up in the same situation that I was in. I don't want for you to be miserable and resentful because you did not do what you needed to do or what you could have done to be way better off, right? So... Not only did I have this conversation with this person, there were other things that I keep seeing. And I'm really just understanding that from one generation to one generation to the next generation, and even just even just the things that like I see on a day-to-day basis, like I'm really starting to understand like what a generational curse is and things are really, really starting to come full circle with that. So even, even like, even in my own life too. Okay. Just, just the amount of things that I even see within my my own family sometimes i just be in total and complete awe of how somebody could think say or do certain things and then i look at the other party's perspective and then i'm like okay and then i'm like two wrongs don't make a right but then also, nobody's wrong. So who's going to step up and actually do something about it? So when I look at it that way, I'm like, well, if something needs to change, if something needs to happen, and I see that, usually I feel empowered to do something about it. So, for example, coaching softball. The school had a new coach every year for the past four to five years. When I heard that, that made me go, no, we're not doing that. I'm going to step up. I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to do this so that way we can continue to provide these girls with a sport and mentor them in everything that they may not be able to see 
or or learn in a different way, I'm going to do that for them. Right. So breaking a generational curse or doing something about a situation is literally just that you can no longer just sit there, watch it happen, know that you're doing wrong and still continuously think something's going to get better. That is literally the definition of insanity. Okay, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It does not work that way. Life does not work that way. You will not do the same thing over and over again and and get a different result. You have to change. For example, when I started doing nails, I'm over here. I'm trying to put tips on, shape the nail, do this, do that. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't until I went to nail school, learned what a nail form was, and started sculpting my nails and had instruction from someone to do something differently. Then my craft got better. Then the time got better. People sending me videos. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. That's where it starts. Change has to happen. So let me break this down. The definition of a generational curse, a passing down of sinful behavior that is replicated in the next generation. So I will say this. If you have been treated or if you have seen something in your life or in your household that you do not want to do, and that you want to be different. It is your job to say, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't like it. That's wrong. And then make the changes. So that way, when you have a child, you know how to treat the situation better. You know right from wrong. You know that it's not how it's supposed to be done. That is what you do. So now let's get into it even deeper. And we should all know this, but sin started at the beginning of time and it was passed down to us. It's passed down, it's passed down, it's passed down. Now as children, before we can really start to begin to understand things, before we reach adulthood, we have what is called a subconscious. So everything that we're learned and we're taught, that was, and everything that we've seen, that was a, that's us being a product of our environment. Our behavior is just that, okay? As children, we don't always understand that what this is is wrong and what this is is right. And we pick up some of those behaviors, some of those attributes, now, where once again, where this stops is you can either continue to do the same thing that was done to you or around you and expect a different result and not get it or think that what you're doing is not wrong and then... 
you can also say, hey, this is wrong. I don't like it. I'm not doing it. You don't have to be like your parents. And your parents didn't have to be like their parents. And then some. Every now and then, yes, there usually is a person or a few who is in your family and they're like in a whole different world. You only see them on on family functions and they're completely happy and fine with everything. That's because they have chosen. They have chosen to stay away because it's for their health. It's for what they need to not to not be exposed and continuously have to deal with certain things. I myself and I I I want to say part part of this too. I myself put myself in isolation. I completely separated myself from the world. When I was living in Arizona and I had my little apartment and it was just me and my little dog. Of course nobody was calling me. That was that was already a thing. Okay, so I didn't really have to look for anybody to be reaching out to me during this time. But what I decided to do was I said, hey, I'm not picking up this phone. Because what I used to do was I used to pick up my phone and try to call someone thinking that they would be able to help me or do something for me or whatever the case may be. Like that will solve my answers and my issues when no. That wasn't it. So during this time, I really had to sit down. I had to recognize what I was doing for one, what the problem was, understand what and why it happened. What did this do? What did this cause? Why did it cause that? You, you have to ask yourself these questions. Then, once you get to that part of it, you have to look, look at it from the other person's perspective. Honestly, look at it from the other person's perspective. What do you think they may have felt? Why do you think they may have felt it? Why do you think that you got the response that you did? What do you think they thought that they heard? If you don't do that, you're never really going to understand both sides. But I also want you to understand this. You're, if I see a six, to you it's going to look like a nine as well. You'll never understand or be able to truly fully get the picture but you can at least begin to recognize what their feelings may or might have been then once you do that you get to decide if you want to be a better person for me I do it all the time I do it all the time so when I'm 
start to see something. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't like that. So, for example, one person, well, actually, a couple people told me this. But when people say, oh, I'm broke. I Listen, I don't even use that word no more. The only time I say something is broken is when it's like an object that won't work anymore. It don't work. It's broke. But in in the fundamentals of saying I'm broke, I don't have no money. They told me they said don't say that. Because for one you're not broke. You just don't have it right now. Change that I'm broke to I'm in between blessings. I'm in between blessings. You want to know why? Because there you could have it today. You could have it tomorrow. You could have it in a month. You can have it a year from now. But right now, it's just hard. And you just don't got it right now. But you got to stay down. You got to keep doing what it is you got to do. And if you put that broke mentality in there, you're going to be broke. You're never going to build that financial wealth. You're not going to see the picture. Oh, I'm broke. Yeah, that mean I ain't got shit. So, I even started telling people that. Don't say I'm broke. Say you're in between blessings. If I'm in between blessings, then that means I know I'm going to get blessed. And I'm putting it into the universe. And speech is a powerful thing. So, that when it all comes back to these these sinful behaviors. So here's what that looks like. We can talk about alcoholism. We could talk about drug addicts, adulterers, people who cheat on people who cheat. Toxic relationships. I've been a number of toxic relationships and that's really all I've seen my whole life. Toxic Toxic, toxic relationships. I don't want to be in a toxic relationship anymore. I've dealt with enough trauma from relationships. So once I realized I don't want to deal with toxic relationships anymore, I literally started to work on myself. And then once I began working on myself and what and realizing and understanding what I am and what I'm not going to deal with anymore, which, yes, you should do that. Look at what do you want in a relationship? Why do you want it? What qualities is it going to take? What are my needs? Am I able to provide what their needs are going to be? And not just the superficial things. What I mean is, I'm also looking at love languages. I'm looking at, I need space. I'm looking at, I need a partner who understands that I need space. I have a partner who understands I suffer from depression and anxiety. And some days I'm not going to feel my best, but you can't. I need you to not be upset with me. I need you to not get tired of me. I need you to be here and hold my hand. I need you to support me. Those are my needs. I need that. I know I need reassurance. So if 
the person that I'm with isn't providing me those things and is continuously not able to do it and provide that for me, then what the hell am I in that relationship for? Once again, it's toxic. I don't need it. It is what it is. I'm sorry, but this ain't working out. I got to go. It's plenty of times I, I'm over here. I'm showing people pictures of um of my of my work, and I'm like, "Ooh, look at these nails I just did." You know what the response is? Oh, okay. Do I want a partner that just say, "Oh, okay"? No, I want you to look at them shits and boost me the fuck up, just like I'm gonna do for you when you do a good job. That's what I want. Okay, we also have issues of colorism. <laughs> Listen, I can't even tell you. My example of that is so good. And I, and I just realized this last night too. So in my family... My mom is the darkest one out of her siblings and her sisters. Now, when it comes from my mom to me and my sisters, I'm the lightest one. Okay, then we have my mother felt some type of way about how they would pick on her, say certain things about her being so dark and then I have the same issue where my sisters would pick on me for being so light and just so you guys know this I'm mixed I'm biracial so you see how that works and the thing is is that my mom and her siblings are not biracial but I am so that was a whole different situation, a whole different scenario. And nobody ever thought to be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that. They don't do it as much now, probably because I've either spoken on it or it's just no longer a thing for them. But growing up, always having to hear something about, oh, I'm white this, oh, I'm white that. Oh, that used to just... It used to just hurt my little heart as a kid. Now I don't care. Because, once again, I am who I am. You're not going to change me. This is what it is. I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm mixed. I have curly hair. I have light skin. It is what it is. I'm, I'm beautiful. I can look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. That's one way to stop a generational curse. I don't care what they have to say about me being white anymore. Yeah, the jokes, eventually they got old. Now I just laugh at them. Because what, what, what is it that brings you to feel or think this way? But once again, when you're a child, you don't understand that. You don't know or could possibly think of well, well, why do they keep talking about this? You you don't you don't think that it's a it's a it's a joke or you don't understand that it's okay to be who you are. Because I didn't ask to be this. 
two people got together and had a baby. I wasn't involved until I came out. So you're going to make me feel bad about it? What? But once again, it's now it's for me to make that change. But being mixed, not only did I have to deal with the colorism, I had to deal with identity issues from that. Because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm too light for this crowd. I'm too dark for that one. I don't know anybody else really with a black mom and a white dad. I don't know them. There's not too many people who I knew that were like that. I was either in a predominantly white community or setting or a predominantly black community and setting. There's, and, and, and there was no explanation of how do I make this work? Okay. A lot of years I held my head down just because of that. I'm not doing that anymore. If somebody has an issue or a problem with me being mixed, okay, well, whatever. It is what it is. Bye. Have a good day. But that's an example of a generational curse. The fact that the same thing happened to my mom and didn't happen to me. From the same number of sisters, which is crazy. The same number, three and three. So there, I mean, there, there's just a number of things that like just flat out emotional, physical, mental abuse that you could be dealing with at home as a child. You can change that if you need to go to therapy, seek help. My cousin told me that I should seek help. I'm probably going to do that now because me personally, like I know I have a lot of deep rooted issues that I haven't exactly dealt with. And I'm going to do that. I don't, I no longer want to hold these things in or have a, or continuously have them, but going to therapy, what it's going to do is going to help me work through the issues But that doesn't mean that it's still not going to hurt at times. But it still tells me you have a choice to work through it and get better. There are certain things that you can absolutely do to help your healing and growth process. Here's some of here's some our examples and things that I did. Number one is set boundaries. Journaling. Nature. I love nature. Like, I consider myself to be a tree hugger at this point. I can go outside and sit there all day in the sun. When I was living in Arizona, I could be outside all day long and just have that 110-degree weather just beating me up all day. I loved it. Just sit there and just let it, like... I don't know why I like the, the, the feeling of the sun just on my, I, I love it. I love to smell the grass. I love to look at greenery. I love, I'm a Pisces. I love water. I like to go to bodies of water and just sit there. 
I write down my goals. I use, I read books. I started changing my thinking. Positive self-talk, positive mindset, using affirmations, clearing my space, decluttering my space, clearing my energy, exercising, eating better, therapy, going for a walk outside, finding a hobby. When I, even still to this day, I have crochet needles. I know how to crochet. If I'm really going through it or if I feel like I want to pick up a, a needle and some yarn and make a scarf, hat, blanket, whatever it is, that's something that's therapeutic. It helps me release stress. It's a hobby. I don't do it to get paid. Those are things that you need. You have to find ways to cope and to deal with things that are not the same behaviors that you no longer want to exhibit. And usually when something like that occurs to me or there's something that I need to learn or I need to see. Or and I don't know if this this may have happened to many of you. But it's, it's, it's like an epiphany. When you start to see things come full circle. Some may call it a spiritual awakening. I call it, a, me personally, I call it both. I call it either epiphany or a spiritual awaken, awakening. Um, and usually when that happens, it's like I get like a rush of just emotions over my body. And usually I begin to cry. But not like a sad cry, but it's like something something internally. Like there's something that clicked in my brain that is telling me and providing me a lesson and with the resource to do better. When those begin and start happening for you, then you can begin your growth and healing process. Then you can start to do better, but you have to want more and you have to want to do better to actually continue to do so. I encourage each and every one of you to write down what exactly it is that you want out of life and be intentional about it. Get a piece of paper. Be very specific, very intentional. I desire to have dot, 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 dot. I want to achieve dot, 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 dot. I own dot, 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 dot. Start there. Here's another good one. Write down the mistakes that you have made. And then underneath that, write down what you could have done better. 
or what can you do to not make the same mistake? So, for example, what that could be is today I blew my horn at the car in front of me because they was moving too slow and taking too long. That lesson right there was teaching you how to be patient. Here's another one. I don't have time to do this right now. I should have did it yesterday. That lesson was teaching you procrastination. I was mad about something and I lashed out on somebody. Don't do that. Hold it in. Take a deep breath. That's what you could have done better. Because nobody deserves for you to take your anger out on the next person. Nobody deserves that. There's all these things that you can do to better progress and be your best self. And then once you start making these changes and doing those things, do your best in doing those. Once again, here we are at the back, the, the fourth agreement. Y'all need to go buy this book. The Four Agreements is by Don Miguel Ruiz. So Amazon, it's like eight bucks. It's, yeah, it's on sale right now, eight bucks. I just bought a copy so I can give it to someone. Literally, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. I'm living by those now. All day, every day. You can't tell me nothing. I might be upset about it for that moment, but... That's going to pass. I'm going to be like, okay, that happened. All right, I'm going to take like 10 minutes, maybe, depending on whatever the severity of it is that you met, that, that you said to me. And I'm going to go on about my day because I don't have time to be mad. I don't have time to be angry. I don't have time to be upset. I'm not doing it anymore. If somebody exhibits behavior that they've always been doing, my entire life and I don't like it, guess what? Snip, snip, cutting ties. Or I'm going to talk to you here and there. Once again, I'm going to call you. I'm going to check on you. That take like five minutes. Really, maybe not even that. Okay, you good? All right, bye. Talk to you later. Stop. And then also, too, don't make excuses about the behavior that, you, that you're doing. If somebody, just, just like last week, somebody told me that I can have selfish moments, I didn't turn around and be like, well, that's just the way it is. That's just how I am. No, I took what they said. It did upset me. But even though it, even though what they said upset me, I took the time to Come back to center, come back to self, and say, Kiera, you do this, you know you do this, it's wrong, you need to stop, and you need to figure out a way for you to balance the relationship without it only being about you. 
because this person takes a lot of time to talk to you about your issues and is always giving you positive feedback. And then also they are very supportive. They have bought you nail supplies. They support your business. They try to send you clients. They help you out. They give you stuff. And in return, I do the same. But is it as much as they're, am I doing as much for them or as they are doing for me? Probably not. That's where growth begins. What can I do better? What can I do more of? How can I lead in a different light? So what I did now, or from at least from that situation, I gave them some space. Because I know I'm a lot. I know my energy can be a lot. I know sometimes I just be spiraling and I can't constantly do that with this person because they love me. And if I want them to continue to be in my life and continue to help me and support me and guide me and push me in the right direction, I have to start taking my problems somewhere else. Because trauma dumping ain't the issue. If you understand and know that you've been trauma dumping on someone, guess what? It's time to go get you a therapist just like me. I'm going to go find one. I'm going to start journaling again. I'm going to start saying my affirmations. I'm going to start waking up in the morning and making my bed every day. Every day is a new start. You have the opportunity and ability to do so. You don't have to keep doing the same exact things that you've always been doing and just thinking it's okay and and it's acceptable. It's not. You have the right to choose. So that also, oh, listen, that also comes into also stop playing the victim role. I used to do that a lot. I'm not playing victim no more. If somebody did something or if somebody tells me that I did something and then I go back and say, well, because of this, no. Well, I don't No, You're not a child anymore. You cannot continuously place blame on something else that is victimization at a certain point when something first happens to you and it is a traumatic experience yes you are the victim however you have to like i'm sorry you can't go through a situation for years and years and years and years and years Saying, will will this happen? Will that happen? Will this happen? Will that happen? No. At a certain point, that has to stop. So, for example, there was a traumatic situation that happened with me in a relationship that I was in a couple years ago. Which is also why I was alone. Usually, or sometimes in those situations, it takes people a very long time to heal. And I'm not saying don't, I'm not, well, I'm not saying it do, it's not going to take a long time. It does take a long time. And I'm not saying that there aren't going to be people who take years to deal or handle that. 
but you can't use it continuously as an excuse as to why you can't do something. Eventually, you got to get back up at your own two feet. Eventually, you'll have to get back up on your own two feet and you're going to have to fight for your life, fend for yourself and do what needs to be and do what needs to get done. If I was still sitting there talking about, well, this happened and I'm scared and I'm not doing that. I probably would still be stuck in Arizona, miserable, fat and whatever else. And 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 not be anywhere close to the level of which I'm ever um I'm sorry, elevating to my higher self. My higher self is where I'm at right now and I'm continuously going up. I've been down to the bottom. I'm not I'm not staying there. Those are questions that you have to ask yourself. Do I want to keep doing the same thing? Do I want to stay here? Do I like being miserable and depressed? No. No, I don't. Not at all. Well, if you don't, do something. There's plenty of there's plenty of things that you can do. I mean, I named a few. Like, I read a lot of books now, okay? Like I said, I gave you that one, The Four Agreements. There's also this book that I have that I really haven't touched yet. I've had it for a while, but it's called The Art of Letting Go. Um, It is a book on Amazon. I'm not sure who the author is because I don't have that particular book right in front of me. That's something that you need to read. Those are things that I need to read. And I'm going to. It's, it's, for me, it's no longer... For me, I guess, it's no longer the, the time where I can continuously keep reflecting on things in my past to justify what's happening right now. There's no way I can do that. I can't move forward. I can't continue to grow. Things are not going to get better for me if I keep trying to bring my past to justify what's happening here in the present or in the future. There's no way for me to move forward with that. So you can't do that either. You need to stop doing that. Especially if you know that there's nothing like there's especially if you know like what is wrong. If you're somebody and you see that your mom was being physically abused and you know that, then that means you as a person should in your mind be like, oh, I don't want to be physically abused or I'm not going to abuse somebody. If you're someone where you're, you know, you only had a single parent. Then your thought, well, your thought should be, well, I, if I have kids, I want to have a two-parent household. So then that means that I need to work on me and 
the person who I want to be with has to have X, Y, and Z. Just like how I just named out. I need reassurance. Talk about love languages. Have that weekly conversation every week. What are what are your needs? What are like your actual needs? I literally told myself the next time I get into a relationship that I'm literally going to tell you what I need from point A to point B and C and D and E. That means that if there's something that I now realize that I need, I'm going to communicate that. If there's something that I want, that means I'm going to communicate that. Communicate, understand, learn, proceed, progress. I feel like we, we, us as people, we have the tendency, we want to learn everything that has to do with career, the internet, drama, this, that. But when it comes to the important stuff that starts with you or us or me, we tend to run away from it and think, oh, no, we don't have to. No, that's not how it works. And that says a lot about you. Do better. I used to be the type of person I used to be in the club every weekend. And honestly, I was in the club before I should have even been in the club. So when I was living out in Arizona, there was plenty of clubs you can get into at 18 years old. By the time I was 21, I was done partying. People asked me to go out. Now I'm like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to the club. I'm not going to the bar. Don't ask me. Well, I may go to a bar here and there. But please don't ask me to go to a club because I'm not going. You you wasting breath at that point. I don't like large crowds. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And it's funny because I even had somebody down there who was really one of my closest friends. And this person, I'm sorry, I want to use another word, but this person told me, Kira, one day I'm going to... I may stop talking to you so you can become the person that you need to become. And you know what happened? The moment he was gone out of my life, and he was just a friend, literally just a friend. Like, we only ever kicked it. Like, going out and doing this and doing that. He told me, Kiara, if you need for you to become the person that you want to become or that you need to become, I will gladly step out of your life. And I didn't know when that was going to be. And I was pissed at him around the time that he did that. But you know what? I'm glad he did. I sure am. Because he was doing nothing but holding me back. All the behavior that I was exhibiting. I was doing stuff I ain't had no business doing or should have known well enough better to not do. Now, I'm still trying to recover from all that chaos Everything that I that I did, everything that I've built, I know better now, and I'm doing better. I messed up my finances, my credit. I messed up cars. I lost jobs. At some point, those things have to stop. And he's also the one who gave me the the the, the same example. 
you'll never what you'll never see a six the same way I see a nine. I remember that conversation. We, me and him, sat in the car one day and was just talking for hours. And I think it was the same conversation where he told me, for you to become the person that you need to be, I will gladly stop talking to you. Because he saw my potential. He knew what he was doing. And then not only that, I just didn't see it. So I continue to exhibit behaviors, behaviors, behaviors over and over again, doing things. Like I said, I ain't had no business, but it also took me to understand and realize and do that. But at the time that he stopped talking to me, I wasn't really thinking about that conversation. I was thinking of, oh, you left me for dead, basically. And that's how I took it. That's how I took it. I'm not mad at him. I'm not angry at him. Do I feel the need to potentially talk to him? No. Because I've I've leveled up. I've progressed. You got me to where I need to be. Props for getting me there. Thank you so much. But I know we're not on the same wavelength. We're not on the same frequency anymore. Our energies don't align. So there's nothing for me to say. I appreciate you. I understand the lesson now. I get what you were trying to teach me now. But that's a past life. That's a past time. I'm not going back there for you. For me to see him or for me to talk to him, that's like me going back to the past and I get all weird and stuff. And I don't like that. So there's no need for me to go back down that rabbit hole. I'm not doing it. That's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. Just like I said, toxic relationships, I've been in toxic relationships, I've had drama, and now I'm asking all these fundamental questions that build that my that my new relationship is standing on. There's a difference. Those last relationships, I'm just like, "Ooh, will somebody just love me?" Because I felt unloved, but they don't need to love me. I need to love me. I actually got a tattoo in Arabic that I got, I want to say maybe I was like 18 or 19 years old. The tattoo says, love yourself first. I didn't even know what that, love yourself first, that's where it starts. I had to love me first. I had to begin with me first. I don't need nobody else to love me. I need to love me. And then when I love me, then I, you know, your love, we can share our love. But me, I'm going to take care of me and me first. And I'm not going to let nobody tear down this bridge. All the work that I done built. Everything that I done put up. All the, the powerful things that I'm doing. Absolutely not. You can't come in here and disrupt this. So you got to be put together first because I'm put, I'm trying to put myself together. Okay. And, and, and it's real simple. So 
for me, I'm 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 really gonna sit up here and try to break my generational curses. I'm tired of doing the same thing. I mean, I've seen behavior, and there's yes, there are things that I have already stopped doing. But there's even more to continue to not do, and for me to continue to get closer to that goal. And I think this is also an opportunity where myself and you can also probably get closer to God. It's, 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 it's this, this is a sticky situation because it's really going to make you look at everything. It's going to make you look at everything. Everything that you thought that wasn't wrong but actually is. Everything that you didn't think that was a problem but is. And honestly, all this, the healing and everything, well, at least for me, is what I'm going to say. At least for me, it really didn't start until I really started looking into spirituality. And I'm not, I, I was never really like raised that much in a church. I mean, I went to, um, I went to Catholic school. Like, I know some about the Bible. Yes, there are stories that I've heard. Yes, I believe in God. But it really didn't, like, none of these things, like, really started occurring to me until, and really until, like, I started looking at, like, chakras, the seven chakras. And I started looking at Hinduism and things like that. Then it actually continuously brought me closer to my relationship with God. And I'm not saying that you have to do the same. Whatever works for you, that's fine. But for me, it was that. So now I'm I'm just going to continue to pave the way. I'm going to continue to pave the way. I want you to continue to pave the way. Stand up, heal, grow, learn, write down your goals, write down your dreams, journal about what makes you happy, what makes you upset. Everything that I just told you I'm I'm going to do, I'm I'm going to start doing it right now. Soon as soon as <clears throat> I get off of here, excuse me. As soon as I get off of here, I'm going to go in that room. I'm going to make my bed, I'm going to say those affirmations, I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to go start my day. want you to do the same <laughs> all right so i think that about covers everything i love you guys i want nothing but the best for you do your best try your hardest look up what a generational curse is And start figuring it out. We have to do better. I love you guys. Um, if you're wanting to talk more about this topic or if you want me to talk about a different topic, you can send me an email at I am who I am, R-U-U at gmail.com. You can also like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I am who I am, double underscore R-U-U. I'll see you next Thursday at 2 p.m. Peace and love.